time, multiple shots fired, multiple fatalities. Okay, did you actually see the person who, who did the shooting? Just barely. What's up? I'm Jeff Weiss, a writer. And I'm No Can Do, a rapper. And this is Shots Fired, a podcast about hip-hop and pomade recommendations. Thres Flores. Do you ever wear hair product? Um, you know, I, I wear this, like, African essential oil stuff, but I only do that because I like the way it smells. Um, you know, back when I was trying to get the 360 waves, I was wearing the Spurton waves or, you know, uh, you know, the Dax, you know, and I had the, the extra hard bristle, uh, hard bristle brush. But I think I lost, lost some brain cells, uh, doing that. Yeah, take care. And, you know, so, uh. You ever have an afro? Uh, I mean, I had like this nappy, unkempt, like Kobe fro before. I remember Kobe that. Had it. Yeah. yeah, you still have some press photos will pop up of you online with the uh, yeah, the '98 Kobe fro. I had that before Kobe, then I had that after <laughs> Kobe, and that's like oh my oh four oh five. That's when I was just going through shit. I was just letting my hair grow. Do you think anyone will ever bring the afro back? And I, no one has brought. I mean, I guess Questlove's had the afro for like twenty years. But it's Questlove. It's yeah. But like you know, like it's a it's a lot of uh. That's a lot of upkeep. Is that, yeah. Like, an afro is, like, always, like, you know, like, you see them picking it. And I would definitely like, have an afro, but it's easy for me to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you I, would. What, what do I know about that? Yeah. No, like, the equivalent for you would, having I would have afro, dreads, too, but I'm a white person, so that's... An, I could actually get dreads, but I don't trust white If you lived in Venice, you could do that. Hey, dude. I don't trust any white person with dreads. Not one? I know a few I feel, that I trust. I feel I've, I've met... If they're from Colorado, I trust them. No? No. I might like them. What about if they snowboard a lot? Them. Like, I do believe that you can be a white person with dreads but, that I trust. But you just wouldn't. I just, just have never met just one. Just rule of thumb. I just always think of them as the evil DJ from Zoolander at the end of the movie where, you know, he's playing Relax, Don't Do It, and then, you know, he's trying to get the Malaysian prime minister to uh, be assassinated by a male model. Oh. But I assume the most white guys with dreadlocks are <laughs> DJs that... I mean, that's, you know who I trusted with dreadlocks before, but I didn't know him when he had dreadlocks. Would have been the Gaslamp Killer. Yeah, yeah, Willow. When he was Willow. Yeah, yeah. well, see, elusive the dude who uh, who I've been working with lately. He uh, he used to have dreads, and he's like uh, just a stoner from. He's from Venice, and he skateboards, and or he. That, that sounds pretty reliable. Yeah, yeah, yeah just like uh, yeah, you don't he. What else? He doesn't know anything else. Yeah. Grow dreads, wear DC shoes, smoke weed, and make beats, and probably a little bit of graffiti here and there on the bus. Yeah, you. I mean, but would you? You know, can you trust him? Yes. Okay. I can trust him to do those things. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on with you? How you been? Oh, dude, I'm good, dude. I've just been fucking eating a lot of. Uh, got my wisdom teeth taken out. Oh, yeah. So I've been eating hella soup. I'm. I, I just been eating soup and then taking fucking Motrin. And, uh, you know, so I'm just wavy right now. <laughs> I probably lost, like, three pounds over the weekend. Because yeah, of this you're looking shit. pretty svelte. Yeah, what the fuck does svelte mean? Thin? Oh, Slender. <laughs> svelte. <laughs> svelte. I thought you meant I was like a, a the Atmosphere Merz record, the Slug Merz record. Oh, uh, wait. What that's, was, that's felt. That was felt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I but, like the Christina Ricci one. Yeah. I just like that anyone had a tribute record. I was a big Christina Ricci. I had a big crush on Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. I think I so 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 Black Snake Moan was like you really like. You know, I never that. saw Black Snake. I should though, because mm-hmm. she's like in her underwear the whole time, and like, but I didn't see it because Justin Timberlake was one of the stars in the movie, and I just can't see a movie with Justin Timberlake in it. Yeah. Even the Social Network, like that was like everyone's like, oh, he was amazing. I was like, yeah, that was the part I would have cut out. 
I would have had somebody else play like Sean. But he was good. But he played a sleazy he was dude. Good. Yeah, no, he was good in that. But it was because he was playing somebody who was totally unlikable and like oily. Did you see the uh, movie where it's all about like time being an analogy for money? And he had like time on his wrist. A guy, like a rich guy, gave him like a million minutes. No. Or a billion. He's minutes. not believable as an, like he's not believable as a movie star, Justin Timberlake. I've just never really like thought that he can carry a movie. He just doesn't have like first of all, he doesn't have the voice. It's yeah. ironic he's a nice singer, but he doesn't have the voice to be like a lead male actor. Yeah, no, no, no. He's definitely a good second banana. Like you know, he's, eh. just, he's just like, hey, I got a squirrely voice. Hey, <laughs> and then there's like a guy that's like, like yeah, yeah, but I'd rather have somebody actually funny. He is good time with time. I, I think what it, uh, 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 I've never uh, been a Timberlake fan though. So. On on this shit, man. What do you what do you think about the Jared Leto Joker? Have you seen oh, the photo Jared Leto as Joker. Have you seen the photo? No, I haven't seen the photo. Oh, dude. Did like, I go Google the, internet, the photo? The right internet now? is clowning. I mean, come on. Jared Leto's such a putz. Yeah, they, it, <laughs> they say it looks like a fucking, like a, like a Juggalo uh, album, rap album cover. You know, honestly, you're going to, I mean, after Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger, you're going to be fucked as a Joker. Like, you'd have to be one of the greatest actors of all time to be able to pull off a Joker. At this but, point. you know, everybody was hating on Heath Ledger, too, yeah, until he, he pulled it but off. But Heath Ledger, I think, is a better actor than Jared Leto. I don't even know who the fuck Jared Leto is. Jared Leto was uh, the star of My So Called Life and was a is a real uh, real icon for me in 1994. But after that, he's been pretty much progressively. What else? Is, what, else is, what else? Is well, he done? was in uh, Requiem for a Dream. Okay. He was in okay, okay. Dallas Buyers Club, which okay. he got a lot of attention for. Which one was he in Dallas Buyers Club? Uh, not Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, he was in the horrible Rock Man, 30 Seconds from Mars, which uh, are really horrible. That was him. Yeah, he's the lead singer of 30 Seconds from Mars. He wears a ton of makeup. In it, um, I have to Google this right now. He's just a clown, man. I don't know. It's a really good compliment, though, when people have told me that I look like Jared Leto, because I don't. He, he's like, a, he's really, really ridiculously good looking. But um, to go back to Zoolander, because it's the only movie I like. But um, <laughs> Just quote the same movie for yeah, the rest of your life, Jeff. I will. I will. Um, yeah, he looks ridiculous. Okay, this is horrible. And what they have Jack Nicholson reacts to Jared Leto's Joker, apparently already. Um, Jack Nicholson usually says something positive like, yeah. you guys shut the fuck up, let him do his thing, basically is what Jack Nicholson is You know, saying. he's not a bad actor, actually, Jared Leto, but um, he, yeah, I don't know. They just screenshotted about Schmidt. It, it's not a real Jack Nicholson reaction photo. Fucking internet. Yeah. Ruining everything. Yeah, no, I, I've been all right. I've been uh, just where I'm about to go up the coast uh, to do this Beach Generation story, so I'm probably going to be gone for a few weeks and... Uh, gonna be but the podcast will still be going strong the, yeah, the podcast will we, we got lots got uh lots on deck um yeah now i'm going up the coast and I'll, i might disappear and i i'm trying to interview this old uh this old writer uh, gary snyder and among other ones and he was just like asking me all these questions like what's your what kind of backcountry experience do you have and i was like you're asking me if i have any backcountry experience it's like the funniest thing like do you have any back? I guess. Do you have any backcountry experience? Hell yeah, man! I lived in Mississippi for a long ass time. Uh, I guess I don't know. Backcountry experience. I lived in me. the fucking. I lived in a forest in a tent for four months. Oh really? Oh yeah. when you were when you were uh, an north. agricultural specialist. Yeah, when I was an agricultural specialist in in two thousand four or something like that. You lived in a tent. Yeah, I lived in a tent for four months. Yeah. Did you shower? I showered. Was there like a house where you shower and stuff? House where you shower, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I've only been camping once in my life. Yeah. I'm a, I'm I went camping like more than anybody needs. But here's the thing: you have to, you have to like go until you just fucking, until all that, until everything just seems like, oh, this is how this is how I'm supposed to live. You like, 
Like, because if you just go, I, I think it would take fifty years, like wandering around, for me to like finally get to that point. Is that a, is that like a, 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 a biblical a, reference? A bi- reference on the yeah, yeah, the definitely. There's gonna be a lot of the article where it's like backcountry experience. The last time my family had backcountry experience was wandering around the Sinai. <laughs> <laughs> definitely in there. Um, but that's true. I think that is the last time my family had backcountry experience. I was like, I've we're like. Jews descended from cities and ghettos in Eastern Europe. We have no backcountry. We will never go back to the backcountry. Yeah. It does something for you, though, man, getting in touch with nature. I'm going to Big Sur. I'm really excited. I've never been to Big Sur. Yeah. You ever been to Big Sur? No, that's a real white thing to do. It's a real white thing. So, so camping for four months in a tent, though. So. No, I was there with all black people. Really? Yeah. Maybe there was one white girl. <laughs> yeah. That was my homie's wife, who she's probably blacker than me. <laughs> they had did you ever see the divorce court where um Ray, where like the woman slept with the Wu-Tang clan, allegedly? Did you ever see that? <laughs> no. it, was, it was really great. It's actually it's it's great. I if you're if you're listening and you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you go see it because it's I mean it's got like one point three million views now, so it went pretty viral. But it's like an episode of divorce court and it's like a black a black judge and like black eye, white woman, kind of an attractive blonde woman. Yeah. And uh like they're like getting divorced and she's like He's basically like, and then my wife was with the Wu-Tang Clan till 7 o'clock in the morning. And she's trying to say that she didn't fuck the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. And, like, and she's like, no, they were all perfect gentlemen. We we talked all night, and it was amazing. And, like, and like he goes, he goes, oh, she gave them some tang. And, like, the judge, <laughs> and like there's, like, these great reaction shots from black women in the audience. Yeah. Where, like, they're just, like, doing that, oh, no, she didn't. Like, yeah. that thing. It's incredible. She I, gave them some tang. <laughs> it's so great. And uh, the judge was just like, what the, you know. And she's, like, trying to be like, no, I wasn't hoeing. And then, like, they asked Raekwon this week about, like, uh, you know. Did he hit it? Yeah, and he's like, I was trying to think to myself, do I know that mouth? <laughs> like, that was a Raekwon quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, no. He it's said, easy to believe. He didn't, he didn't hit it. But he goes, here's the thing. He's like, there's, like, 9,000 people that rap Wu-Tang. The odds are she probably got, like, tag team by, like, Capadonna and, like, the third tier, third yeah. tier squad. Or they probably like, didn't. You maybe know, they, they didn't. They yeah, could have been maybe hanging out, but I don't trust that, it. N- not the Wu-Tang Clan. I mean, maybe, like, De La Soul would have, like, a long... So, well, here's although a, De La Soul might be the one to do it, and the Wu-Tang Clan might have the long conversation. You never know. Yeah, the De La Soul guys would... The Wu-Tang guys would get blamed for the De La Souls, <laughs> the sus thing that happened with them. And reason being is because this is what I learned, is that, like... What if it was the Living Legends? <laughs> she just got it confused. That is hilarious. <laughs> Oh man, but like you know, like it's, I fucked it's, Eli and the Grouch. Nor- <laughs> normally, the fucking conscious cats are the susses, and yeah. the dudes that are wild and that that literally seem wild are like, nah, dude, I've got to like, I got to get home to my baby's mom or my wife, and you know, uh, I can't be, you know, or they they value their dick a little bit more. But the conscious people, they're so conflicted, man, <laughs> and so they find them. It's like the Catholic. It's like a Catholic girl. Yeah, you know, it's like they end up, end up having guilty sex all the fucking time. They're like, what? Why do I do this? Why do I do this? You know? The moral of the story is raise your children lawless. <laughs> exactly. Are you a pretty strict dad? Uh, No. I mean, I'm strict about certain things, you know? What are you strict about? Don't fucking smack your food. Chew with your mouth closed. You know, uh, what else? Uh, what else? It's usually things that have to do with food and money. Yeah. I don't know. You um, know, so my kids have straight A's and shit. Like I don't got nothing to worry well, you about. You were pretty smart. I mean, your yeah. your mom's side of the family is all like scholars and whatnot, like math yeah. teachers. Not necessarily. It's like scholars, people that are just really good with business. My uncle was a dude that has no like, no college education. Probably not even a high school degree, but end up fucking designing like 
like fucking one tenth of a millimeter size tools for fucking Lockheed Martin and shit. Like, you know, motherfuckers are just crafty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So something <laughs> funny. This is random. I probably shouldn't say it in the air, but I could care less. Ah. Um, so I was, uh, my my ex, uh, Eva, who you know, um, mm-hmm. hits me up like this weekend. And What's she's, up, Eva? Stop listening. Uh, and she's like, you're on an app. I like. Well, what are you even an app? She sends me a screenshot of some app called Lulu. Do you know if they have an app where like women can rate guys oh, like really? dating? And I have no idea who rated me yeah. because it was like one rating, and they're like ranking in like a ambition, uh, the ambition, humor, manners, and commitment mm-hmm. are the four categories. And uh, so I got I got like a nine in ambition and nine in humor, and I got like a six point five in commitment and six point five in manners. Wow. And I was like. Hmm pretty accurate yeah. <laughs> it was like but i do like that's so horrifying that uh i got it deleted because you can like this i was like immediately i was like must be off the internet yeah. so i can tell the world on my Who podcast was the chick that did that i have no idea I, I i don't know when it was it must have like i don't know i have no clue it's baffling to me who would do that? I mean, what kind of woman? I mean, I don't know. It's can you? I think if men did that, there'd be like a huge outcry. Oh yeah, it'd be like fucking. Oh, they're violating our rights. They're raiding us. And like I would, we're I would actually agree with that. That point, like you shouldn't do that. What are you doing? Take the headphones off. Dude. Oh, the headphones off. <laughs> Why are they? Okay. They're feeding back a bit. All right, but uh, <laughs> but uh, fucking yeah, no, no. I think I think. Yeah, men, we're just stupid. We don't ever complain. We don't ever say "ouch" when it hurts. <laughs> it, was, it was really cruel. I, I, uh, I mean, like, I guess it's like after all the things that men have done for women for millennia, I suppose it's probably fair. But at the same time, I'm like, can't we have a little more dignity? Two uh, wrongs don't make a right. Jeff. I mean, and I was like, commitment six point five. I was like, that's a really overrating. I was like, but yeah. manners. I was like, I have good manners. I hold the door open and stuff. Dude, I have great manners. What is that shit? Ambition. I think. Let's see. I think I would get like a. I would think I would get like an eight, seven, maybe on that shit. <laughs> What's the other one? Humor. Humor. Oh, I get. It. I get an eight, nine on that. Yeah, at least. An, like, I mean, I was like nine. I was yeah. like, I guess you're not that far. But the commitment thing, I'd probably get a ten, but it'd be all lies. <laughs> You'd like hire fake Yelp reviews. That's what I want to do. I want to like have like fake Yelp reviews. Like your credit score is immaculate on this weird thing. Lulu, huh? <laughs> you should look for it. She was like looking for everyone. She's like, don't worry. She's like, most of the people I know did better than you. But she's like, the drummer for Foster the People, who's also my friend, did worse. I was like, thanks. And because he's a drummer, man. Those are I was dogs. like, yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, commitment nine. Mm-hmm. I mean, ambition. I was like, <laughs> how much? How ambitious are you supposed to be? I mean, is it out of ten? Like, is it like? <laughs> it was out of ten. It was pretty good. Yeah, a nine in ambition. That's a nine a is solid. That's an A. That's an A. That's an A. Yeah. I don't know. But the commitment, but, you got a D, bro. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. I would say that. Maybe there was like a pitchfork score in which a six point five is like that's like solid. <laughs> it's not, you know. Oh, speaking of that, man, did you listen to the Barter Six? I love the Barter Six. Yeah, yeah, that shit is great. It, uh, the last time I got, got a record that felt like that to me was the Frank Ocean record, where I was like, "There's not a song on here, but there's a lot of songs on here." But I like all these songs. You, you feel know, me? He doesn't have any hits on it the same way that like uh, his other stuff, like Rich Gang. Oh, I guess Rich Gang didn't really have a hit single if you think about it. Like, I mean, Flava's the closest thing. And Lifestyle. Like, no, Lifestyle wasn't on the record. It wasn't on the record. It was, like just a random single. Okay. But um, th- but it, it's great. It's just he's rapping his ass off and kind of, uh, I don't know. Like, a lot of people were like, oh, it needs to be, like, weirder. But I feel like, you know, I do like Young Thug when he's getting really weird and experimental. But, like, 
he's just wrapping his ass off here. He's just like, I mean, I don't understand why purists at this point. All my don't, dog's dirty. Just check him from mange. Like, I don't whoo. understand at this point why purists don't like Young Thug. I'm like, no, but he's really just rapping hard. Like, there's nothing that's like pop about like what he's doing on this tape, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he might be naturally like a crossover. You know what I mean? Because he is melodic, mm-hmm. but he's certainly not making. It's not like a Tiger record or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? No, I, I don't even know purists still exist. They still exist. Yeah. Yeah. What are they? Good for you for getting off the internet. And what do they? What do they? What do they like? Um. I mean, they like Joey Badass. Like stat- yeah, Static Select albums and shit. Yeah, I dude, I take the time. I'm not I was, like against Static Select, but I mean, I'm not against it either. But one time I was, they love like, Action Bronson, who I really like as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of stuff that I do actually like from pure. You that know, purists like yeah, like Mellow Music Group. Like I like the stuff that they put out. Like yeah. a lot of purists like like that. You yeah. know, label. So it, I just don't understand why anyone has to only like one. It's like 2015. Like haven't we got over that for like 10 years? No, 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 no. Because no. some people like. Some people don't like Mexican food. They yeah, don't. Yeah, you're right. I don't eat that shit. Communists. Yeah, and like, what the fuck? You don't like guacamole? And I feel like Young Thug is like human guacamole. That's it's yeah. If you don't like, Dude. if you don't like fucking Young Thug, we don't. I don't know what to say. Like you, they just you're missing something in your life. So I was I was in San Diego this weekend visiting one of my friends and shit, and uh, I was out at this place and the DJ played. This is a great. This is a great moment in DJ history. Shout out to the club is called Booty Basement. Not not an accurate name, but they they mixed up, but it was really good. And uh, shout out to Dimitri. Let me cut the line. <laughs> and uh, they they mixed smoked open rap by Andre Nicotina into Boozy and E Forty's Money Bag, like yeah. Money Sack from the new E Forty album. Damn, I like almost cried. Like, the, it was like the, the most beautiful moment in music history in my life. Andre Nicotina is like the bros. Favorite rapper in San Diego is the broiest place. I've ever. never heard Andre Nicotina played like out in my life. If, if you're in the Bay, in the, but I've, yeah, I haven't spent that much time. He's broy. Is it broy in the Bay? Oh, when it's broy, it's broy. He kind of like when you put him like he's like. I mean, I guess I was. I would say he's like the sugar free, but I'm like there's like eight sugar frees of the Bay. Yeah, I mean, but see, sugar free. Even though E40 might actually be the sugar free of the Bay, but not nah, not at all. Not you don't think? Yeah, probably no. not. I but, mean, stylistically, I just think I think E40 actually influenced uh, Sugar Free a lot. Yeah, I can see that definitely. I think he's actually said it like in interviews and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but Andre Nicotina is like every every college party they play some Nicotina, and I've never I've never met a black person that played me Andre Nicotina. Really? <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would like to interview Andre Nicotina. Like, like have like Andre Nicotina take you through like. San Francisco, yeah, like interesting. Yeah. He he is from San Francisco, right? He wasn't like Oakland. I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know too much about him. Well. Yeah, I know he has. A, he when I was living up there, this song with the Jacka R.I.P. who passed away uh, uh, was on, and he had the guest verse, and I, that was the first time I heard Andre Nicotina on the radio, and I was like, white people from the Bay do do love Andre. Nicotina. They love him. <laughs> yeah, they white do. girls especially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man! But so, dude, what were you doing at fucking the booty basement in San Diego? That's just so sus. <laughs> I, was, I was drunk and I wanted to hear hip hop, and I was like, "All right." So was was there like what was going it was on like there? Kind of cracking. Yeah, it was, it was like it's like a random club night. They've been doing it for thirteen years. Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Yeah. Oh my god! Were there hot chicks from San Diego there? Like a couple. Oh, it was actually really. This is actually a really funny story. So, <laughs> <laughs> were there big booties in the booty basement? Like a couple. And um, like, so I, uh, I like, so I'm like just chilling and like a a guy knocks over my drink, like completely, like I had like a beer, like completely knocks over the whole drink. And then like, I'm like, I just like look at him and his homie and I'm like, I kind of just do like the, 
really? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, and like one of like the, his homies, like, like kind of like whatever. I was like, if you're honorable, you'd buy another, you'd buy me another beer. Yeah. You know? And then as he, and like he goes, okay, I got you. And then like as um, he's walking away and my homie goes to me, he goes, that dude has one leg. And I was like, oh no. And like, cause his friend was like, and I was like, did you just, did you just intimidate a guy with one leg into buying you a beer? And then like, and then he comes back and gives me the beer. I was like, oh man, I felt, I felt so bad. But then the DJ gave me like drink tickets randomly. Yeah. Just like, and uh, then I went up to him and like afterwards, like later on in the night and gave him two drink tickets. So the, the karmic cycle yeah, yeah. worked out. I mean, it's good, I didn't, it's, I didn't it's good that you didn't give him a pass because he had one leg. I, I didn't know you, he had one leg. Everybody, I would have I given him a pass if he had one leg. But that's like what everybody does to him, and he's just like, I'm not weak. I can <laughs> fucking... You know, like, he doesn't want to be fucking babied because he has one leg. Yeah. He has a leg up on everybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, speaking of Bay, we uh, we have G-Easy on this episode, who is uh, incredible. B-A-Y, not B-A-E. Yeah, the, let that let, <laughs> let that not be mistaken. Jesus is a good dude. I did a story on him for Billboard uh, last year. It was crazy. I've I've very rarely seen anyone who had that kind of buzz before they dropped their album uh, locally. Mm. We were uh, in we were doing this interview mm. for um in in a coffee shop like in Soma, and uh, so we're doing the interview and it is cool. Like he he's like a really laid back like cool dude. Like and just sitting in the corner like not you know not like one of those people like walks in trying to be a star or anything. Just kind of low key. And, uh, but these kids, like, notice him, like, from, like, the other side of the room. And, like, they're, like, maybe 15, 16, like, three, two, two white kids and a girl. Mm. And, um, they're, like, are you, are you G-Eazy? And he's, like, yeah, yeah, you know, I am. He goes, we worship you. <laughs> I was, like, I was, like, I've never heard anyone say that. We worship you. They were, like, we worship you. And I was, like, damn, that is actually crazy. And, um, yeah, so it was pretty, uh, like, San Francisco and, uh. But uh, he was from he was from the East Bay actually. He's from Berkeley and Oakland, and yeah, he's yeah, a really yeah. interesting story actually. Despite um, you know, people I think people you know see the the marketing. He's a kind of brilliant marketer, and you know, yeah. slick back hair, black and white photos, and he went to school for like he went to I think he went to Loyola. And he talks about it a little bit, but he kind of figured out the branding thing and being an internet artist, and yeah, yeah. He was a talented guy, and yeah, so he did it. He did he it. Did, yeah, he did do it. His managers, his managers are real cool. I feel bad because his manager is like a great guy, uh, Jamil, and I like wrote all these negative things about drake and he's drake's road manager and he's like such a good dude oh shit. Shout, out, shout out to juice if he's listening i apologize but i don't yeah. apologize to drake but i apologize to juice who's cool but <laughs> <laughs> like oh shit my my drake he's, is a schmuck article that, he's still going on a crusade against drake huh I, you know I, like i don't care it's not like that like keeps me up at night or anything but it's not for me i suppose yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, how you feel about Drake is how I feel about weed. I'm like, hey, everybody likes this shit, but I don't really. I'm not into it. You know what? It's like everyone's like, but it's it's popular because it's good. I'm like, you know what? Like, so was Journey, and I fucking hate Journey. Mm-hmm. Everyone can have things that they they fucking hate that everyone else likes. It's cool. I mean, if you're the per, it's good to be the person that everyone likes. It's like I want to like everything. I just am, uh, mm. you know, just a misanthropist. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. proud of it. Anyways, well. uh I like right. you for you, Jeff, man. I'm glad you stay on that. And it gives us something to talk about all the time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh, shots fired with you, Easy. Shots fired. I did not see the guy, but I heard shots fired. And I see all the cops flying in. I, I, I just called you guys to notify you. I heard shots fired. I did not see the guy, but I heard shots fired. Okay. Let's kick the snake on uh, shots fired. We had kick, kick the, the snake, snake on here. Yeah. <laughs> kick the snake on cataracts. 
Yeah. You were there. You worked with the Cataracts early. Hell yeah. yeah. I was actually, um, are we going? Are we? Yeah, we are. Let's go. We should. The other night on the bus, man, we had a, because um, the tour is called From the Bay to the Universe, yeah. and it was this concept I had to, like, put together a bill of all artists from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just that, that feeling you get when, like, we're in New York City, which, you know what I mean? Like, where I'm growing up feels like a million miles away. Yeah. It's 3,000. That's a lot of miles. We're in New York City with with two nights sold out at the iconic Webster Hall, and it's a a bill of all artists from the Bay Area with a tour name from the Bay to the Universe. You know what I mean? Like, Cool John is going dumb in New York City, like, doing the Bernie. You know what I mean? And that's just so amazing to me. That's beautiful. Were they fucking with it? Like, the the, the whole culture, all the the beats, everything, they were rocking with it? Yo, it was a beautiful, beautiful scene, man, to see, like, New York, like, Fucking with it, you know what I mean? Going crazy, selling, like selling tapes out the trunk in the middle of. Bruh, <laughs> yo. So the other night, Rasputin um, pop up shop. We were all just, um, we were all just, you know, hella drunk on the bus. And how drunk is hella drunk? Is that hella like drunk, four or five drinks? Hella is drunk like- is we get uh, our rider is um, two handles. Mm-hmm. Jack, like the big handles of Jack. mega bottles, sweet, and four fifths of bullet bourbon. I don't even know what that is. And it's, then, um, it's a good, it's a good beverage. Yeah. How many by how many human beings are consuming? <laughs> we got this sixteen alcohol. people, sixteen and people. then X amount of girls who ever hangs out with us, mm-hmm. and then and then a bottle of Hennessy and a bottle of Hypnotic mm-hmm. and a bottle of Ciroc mm-hmm. for DJ Quiz. Who I haven't even heard of Hypnotic in a long time. <laughs> right. <laughs> who is the old ass dude right. drinking right. the Hypnotic? Man, that's cool, John and Dage. So anyway, we're all chilling. They mix the Hennessy and the Hypnotic. Yeah, yeah. So then, um. So so we're all drunk one night and and we start we we just start playing hello 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 old obscure bass shit like hello cataracts you know like like trunk boys like like ain't no feeling I got a lot of I got a lot of women hey cupcake no feeling. like hello old shit mm-hmm. and it was just like all us like Kaylani was with us and we just got you know what I mean started going back to back to back and it was funny because like 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 say like our sound guy like like he's from. Um, Illinois or whatever like everybody you know what I mean like like a couple of people like my drummers from New Orleans I met him there mm. and they're just like what the hell what is this? <laughs> what is this you know what I mean but it was just such a beautiful like moment of like really you know what I mean just playing like all this old ass shit that meant so much to us growing up and it was so weird when I did leave the Bay Area and they didn't know who Keep the Sneak was when did you leave the Bay Area you know? I don't yeah when did you leave the Bay Area I moved to New Orleans in 2008 I believe Maybe mm. maybe 2007. You were in the school at Loyola, right? Yeah, I just graduated Berkeley High, and I went to um, Loyola, mm-hmm. Loyola, New Orleans. And, um, you know, in the whole college experience, like, moving into a dorm, meeting all these people on your floor, you know, like, coming from all walks of life. And, and everywhere around the country, Everywhere too. around the country, and all kinds of backgrounds and stories and whatever. And one of the things you do is you share music. You know, you share blunts and you share music mm-hmm. and a lot of conversations. Did and you bring I'm, weed from back home over no, there? <laughs> no. Actually, I did. Actually, my mom was real hip and she taught me how to, she got this special plastic that you wrap it in this, you know. Smoke. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I was never like, you know, like traffic. You know, like when you no, not traffic. I'm not trying to get you in trouble. <laughs> nah, well, like that. I wouldn't ask you that. But I just mean, <laughs> like, do you have enough in your shoe? Because, you yeah. know, you can leave from those some of those airports and be A-OK if you leave, right. leave from California. Yeah. yeah. So, um. Anyway, you know what I mean? We're all playing each other music and shit and, you know, whatever. And I would, like, it's just a na- the nature of I mean, the pride that's come from being from the Bay. And it's an island. It's a bubble, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I went out there trying to play this shit for everybody. Like They weren't fucking with it. And they were just like, what the hell? What the fuck? Like, what is this? You know, did not get it. Like, 
playing. They got it. I mean, you got it. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, boy, boy. Hey, Ruddy. You feel me? And they're That's like, some, what the, the hell are you talking about? The Bay's always been on some other shit, but the hyphy, the hyphy era, era was the most deviant era mm. of rap music ever. And it, it also, I think, it spawned a lot of like, like me. I got, I got family in the Bay, but mm. I'm from LA. Right, you lived up there first. I lived, I lived in, in North Oakland for two years, but then every every summer of my life was in Fairfield as a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's like in the Bay, everybody was always like a little bit more fun. Down here is a little bit more more stiff. But I feel like after like the hyphy movement, like L.A. changed. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. think maybe re- maybe the rest. I remember of the I came changed. down to L.A. in in maybe 08, 09, because my roommate uh, who I met at L.A. was from L.A., mm-hmm. so he knew some of the stuff, you know. But I I came. Um, and did a show with him in L.A. Uh, Who's your roommate? His name was Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Uh, his rap name was Concept. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so, some real rap shit right there. Concept. His name is Malcolm, <laughs> and his rap name is Concept. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, How many do you have, like, short dreads or long dreads? Did he have, like... Uh, I think he has dreads now. Okay, cool. <laughs> when I met him, he just act clean cut, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I go down there, and the, and the DJ is playing the pack, yeah. And it, that's when the jerk thing started to, yeah. you know what I mean? It started to when bubble. The, and when the pack was playing, that shit was, like, coming up next. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so I was like, oh, you know, they kind of do fuck with the Bay Area shit. And then that, you know, spawned the whole, you know, the um, L.A. had their scene in the thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, 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 yeah, so, yeah, yeah. The, jerk, the jerk movement. The jerk movement. The yeah. jerk movement. But that was, it's definitely... Less, uh, it was definitely less interesting and more distilled than the Bay shit. Cause well, like, there was nobody like Keek out. No, you know, oh, there's no one like Keek anywhere ever. No, no, but see that like there's like a sugar free who's yeah, equally yeah. as interesting. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But like a little bit different. But like, like, like out of the jerk movement, like, like that's there's you know you have to have a few more drugs and you have to have older people and like some real life experience to get some. Interesting yeah. shit well, like acid like that. never went away in the Bay. Where I feel like. So? Yeah, it's it's like one of the few places you can still get good acid. Yeah, and Gaslamp Killer's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, cool. You went to well, you didn't you go to Ber- you went to Berkeley like right yeah. after the base god, right? Mm-hmm. Was he? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Uno went to Berkeley High when I was there. Like me and Uno, yeah, were in middle school together, like yeah. high school, all that. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you think that like, like, so you went to to, to school with Uno? You went went to Berkeley. Obviously, like all that stuff was happening in the Bay, and I like the, a lot of like dope young young dudes were from the Bay. I feel like Sue, you, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like Sue, who like we had mutual friends. Like I met Sue when I was like sixteen or seventeen or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were the younger generation that watched the Pack and okay. the Cataracts and uh, you know the Diligence. I don't know if anybody yeah, yeah. heard the Diligence. They had the Punk Rocks on and Go Dave. And you know, young Bari, and there mm-hmm. was like this this scene going on of like like right under the cameo level, but yeah. killing it, killing MySpace. Yeah, and yeah. and like all, you know, like any girl I would try to talk to in class mm-hmm. was not interested in my my mixtape because she had the pack mixtape in her CD player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her Walkman, you know what I mean? Had had the pack. She wasn't trying to hear my shit. You, you shouldn't have been mean? talking I, to a girl trying to get raps, mixtape. You know what you I mean? It up. <laughs> I know. So it's like we were of the younger, like looking up to them. Like I remember mm-hmm. I saw Jay Ant one time, Jay Ant of the Diligence, who's now on tour with me and like mm-hmm. blessed me with that Far Alone record and one of my best friends yeah, and yeah. big bros and mentors. But I remember one time. Like we saw him at a Denny's or something, mm-hmm. and that was like Which seeing Denny's? a star down in Emeryville. Yeah, because we would go to the movies every like Friday night or whatever, mm-hmm. and um and eat at Denny's or whatever and just kick it on on um right there, and like 
that was like crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I looked yeah. up to these guys. Like they were like stars in my eyes. So it was like, but me and Sue are the same age. So we were like a little young. We we're like youngsters. Yeah. You know who? And then. But the youngsters that but soaked now, up the game though. Soaked up the game yeah, and observed yeah. it all and took it all in. And and we were just dedicated to our craft and to, you know what I mean, to the music and stuck with it. It mm -hmm. never, you know what I mean? We never like, it wasn't something we grew out of or fell out of love with. It was just like, just kept doing it, kept going. And just like, you know, thinking back to back then or like even really even like two or three years ago. Yeah. When it was not cracking. It wasn't cracking it was for not you cracking two or three years me. ago? You know what I mean? It was not cracking for me. And um, I'm like... You know, it's it's tough to like to fake it, to like pretend like you're the man, cause that's that's hip hop is very much fake to make it. Like, you know what I mean? But then it's like when you walk out on a stage in front of thirty people, kind of standing around awkwardly, like, wow, there's nobody here. Yeah. I, I must be one of the only people in the world that knows his music. I thought it was more popping. Yeah. It's tough to get out on that stage and be like, make some noise, hands in the air. There's yeah. no one there. It's like. I did hi, that last week. Cause you know, I, I, hi, you know. hi, John. Hi, hi, you know what I mean? Yeah, hi, yeah. Linda. <laughs> Whatever. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, man. Like, so what do you do in that situation? You just, you know, like, they care. Mm -hmm. They care. Like, they, you know what I mean? Like, support the music enough to be here. So if you don't, if you doubt yourself, then they can't believe. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. all, you know, I sound corny, but it's like all about believing in it. And if yeah. you believe it enough to bring it to life or whatever, it's like, I would put on a show in front of 30 people. And be able to like, in my head, close my eyes and pretend I saw an arena, yeah. and just like stick with it and try to always remind myself like, you know that like you're blessed to have anybody give a shit. You're so, blessed to be talented for one. There's a hell of people that rap. There's a yeah. lot of people that don't get it though. And I yeah. like like the idea of just doing something like special and having like their individual thing that makes them special. You know. Yeah. And then to have people to rap in front of is crazy too. It's right? a blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you just, I remember the, that, the, <laughs> this is just really take it back, man. The first time I played that show, I'm talking about in LA where mm. I, you know what I mean? I come out What's there. What's the venue you played 2008. At? I can't remember the venue. It was like a what strip mall town? club. A strip mall. Wow. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Is it and it Hollywood? was like a party. It might have been. Like, I, man, I would have to, man. So anyway, oh, so it, right. it was like, it was a party, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I get there and it's cracking and it's packed. But it, I was like added on to the party as like a, it wasn't like a, you know what I mean, G-Eazy live concert it was like a party featuring a performance by you know and probably everybody's like who the fuck is this guy on the flyer mm -hmm. like why um so they're playing all this pack shit you know what i mean the la that you know what i mean the, like whatever like the, the the 2008 music yeah yeah. you know pretty it was like jayhawk beats a lot jayhawk of jayhawk beats, beats a lot of jayhawk beats yeah and my homie was friends with jayhawk so that's how I think Jay probably Hawk, how we got it in on the show. Most unsung influence. Because like, oh mustard stuff like was clearly For like, real, Jayhawk is like, you know what I mean, is a very important like 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 place in history to where sound has evolved now. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He was a pioneer, bro. Yeah. Real shit. He made YG's first hit. It's crazy. Which one was the first hit? Pussy Killer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, so, was, which is great because YG told me when he went to jail, he was like, everyone was really, because in jail they were already <laughs> playing it and like his cellmate was like, Check out my ringtone. <laughs> but, yeah. but the tightest part is that his cellmate was like, check out my ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Man. Oh, so I so I get out on this stage in front of all these, you know what I mean? Like, mm. like and you know, it was like Were you, as soon as I started rapping, you just seen everybody in the club do a 180. Yeah. And yeah. walk out. They were like, yeah. oh no. Yeah. And they like, you know what I mean? That was the were most Were you playing function at the time? What was your music like? Was it like function music or what was it like? I, you know, I had some of that shit. 
but it's always been a, like a like kind of like a 50 50 with me and still to this day i i see it as like there's two sides it's like gerald and then there's g easy mm-hmm. like like the bay area you know what i mean party shit is as much in my soul as the introspective like let me you know what i mean like mm-hmm. lyrical side whatever like yeah, yeah and um and i had i had this flip of eleanor rigby and it was like that's about like you know what i mean like like 70 75 piece per minute or whatever so i just put like some little Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's some drums behind that that little it. loop right there, and I came out to that, and it was just trying to make a fucking artistic vibe. statement. I, I, I don't know why I did it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. You know, watch was, me do something different, but, guys. Nah, like my bro was like, was like, yeah, you should play that one, and and the song was called Dollars and Dreams. I remember, I think it was called, and then um, it was just the worst, bro. They they yeah. had that Eleanor Rigby sample start, and I walked out looking crazy, yeah. and they're just like, bro. Hell no. And everybody in the club did a 180 and walked out. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, man, I maybe tried to do one more song. You know what I mean? And I was LA like, has no soul or has no love. They will do that. Bro, they will. Yeah. Bro. And yeah, it was just like, like a... Yeah, they will not dance either. <laughs> it's very hard to make them dance. Yeah. But, um, you know, so it was like, like through those times where, you know, I spent all the money I had in my bank account just like catching... I think I caught the Amtrak down to LA. Mm-hmm. And they have it like... You got to catch it to Bakersfield and then hop on a Greyhound bus to get there. Mm-hmm. And I'm crashing on my homie's like couch at his mom's crib, like while I'm there. Mm-hmm. And, in Bakersfield? Um, nah, in LA. In LA. Yeah, you know my homie who was my roommate in college mm-hmm. and who got me the show or whatever. And it was just like a L of a trip. And I remember my mom being like, "What the hell are you doing?" And I'm like, "Mom, this is my career." Mm-hmm. And she almost laughed, but she was like, "Gerald, like this is." <laughs> You gotta grow up. It's not a career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and that was the only time. Like, I don't mean to like throw any shade because she's my biggest, biggest, biggest supporter in life. Period. Yeah, yeah. Like, she is my homie. Like, you know what I mean? She's my smoking buddy, and she is my biggest, biggest fan. Like, she's no, in my corner. The, yeah, at the show in the Bay. Like, she came through and. E40 was she's smoking a joint with E40 yeah, backstage. Was, she's talking about E40 you know, has wine like there. what songs of his <laughs> that hard. she likes the most or yeah. whatever. Like my mom is the homie, mm. but that was kind of like she had to kind of check me to be like Gerald, like you're tripping, and and in retrospect, I'm like yo, I, I was so foolish. Like the music was so bad, like the you know what I mean. It was no one cared, but but me and the homies were making it, and we always thought like had this like foolish confidence that it would eventually like. And that's that's. Do you like Dragon Ball Z? Nah. You don't like Dragon Ball Z? Nah. Like the whole like point of that whole story and everything that comes out of that uh that magazine that it comes from Shonen Jump. Mm -hmm. All the heroes that are like in those stories is like it's aimed at young males in Japan. Yeah. They're all stupid as fuck. (laughs) That's like you know, or at least they're Uh like you know like they're they're dumb and they're trustworthy, but they're really about this one thing, you know. What I'm yeah. Saying? So like when you're saying that, like I'm like, eh, yeah, you know. Nah, I just wasn't a Dragon Ball Z kid. But no, no, let's not right, let's, right, let's, right. let's go to back to your story. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, I just hear like, oh, like it's stupid, yeah. but real but real talk is not really stupid. Believe nah, in yourself. You know? I mean, and because the one thing my mom would say is that like she noticed it, you know, from even prior to that, mm-hmm. say I, I was like around 15 when I really got serious about it, like 14, 15, mm-hmm. and you know, me and the homies. Like, would catch the bus every day after school. We'd get on the 51 mm-hmm. and ride from Berkeley High to my house. And Where'd you stay? I stayed in North Elkwood. Okay, cool. Me Tech. too. Yeah. I stayed by Ad- Adeline and 57. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's right there. Um, And we would all pile into my room mm-hmm. and record. Like, I was I was the producer. I was making the beats and kind of, like, lightweight rapping. You know what I mean? But it was, like, really like a group thing. Yeah. And, but it's, like, all I cared about. Yeah. Like every single day we would go until it's like midnight and my mom's like, 
yo, like y'all are loud as fuck and you got school in the morning. You got to get out. Mm. Like we would just go every day. And, um, you know, like she noticed it. And my mom is an artist. Mm. She, she, she taught for a long time at um, San Francisco Art Institute. Mm. Um, what kind of like artist she do? Printmaking. Photography printmaking. and photo printmaking. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you know what I mean? Like she, she wasn't like, like a, you know, rich, successful artist. She was a teacher to, uh, as a way to stay in that world. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She got by. And what she always tried to encourage out of me since I was a little kid, she would buy me like pencils and, and, and sketchbooks or whatever to try to push me to be creative. And I didn't take to anything like I took to music in life. And it was like, I was so passionate about it. She was like, you have to respect this. Like, mm-hmm. and even if, you know what I mean? At first she was like, what the hell? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm like making my own mixtape covers. And you know what I mean? Like, Taking all the money I'm making at the job, you know, riding the bus down to downtown Oakland, getting these mixtape covers printed at the print shop, mm-hmm. you know, buying jewel cases and burning these CDs and my mixtapes and try to, you know what I mean, and putting everything. Were you doing burners one by one or did you one have a stack? One. I didn't have a stack machine. Oh, nah, yeah. I, I, I never copped. Um, and so I'm like one by one making these CDs, you know what I mean? Like, like printing, you know what I mean? Putting them in the slim jewel cases, slinging them out of my backpack, you know, either in, in you know, Telegraph or whatever. And... He was just like, this kid's like 16 years old, basically an entrepreneur, like so in love with this craft or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, you know, she was always like, you know, go for it. It was just that one time it was like, well, think about it. Like, is this really, you know, what you're doing? Yeah. And I was like, yes. And so she was like, well, all right. It's interesting how the Bay has that spirit too. I mean, because like, look, we're, we're talking about t- selling tapes, but like that was yeah. the start, you know, like Freddie That's, B. It's history. Like, too short. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you hear those legends about short and his tapes in his trunk, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's just like, for me, 40 and sick with it, you know what I mean? Being one of the first to make it cool to be independent and and, and this whole attitude of the Bay Area saying, fuck the majors. Mm. We have our independent hustle. We're going to do our thing and fuck y'all, you yeah. know? And maybe that's why we kind of have an island, you know what I mean? Or whatever, but yeah, yeah. in my head, that's all I knew. So listening to KML growing up, you heard E-40 as much as you heard 50 Cent. Yeah, man. And so, you know what I mean? Like all the obscure shit, like, the Mac team Ryan. who yeah. I was obsessed with, you know what I mean? The team's first album was a classic. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, you know, Mr. Fab, like Son of a Pimp, you know what I mean? You heard Super Sick with it, you know, or, or you know what I mean? Like, all day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm, like, these guys are superstars in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it was so crazy when I moved to New Orleans and they don't know, like, it was these like, Mac what Dre the songs. Fuck? These songs should be on the radio all the time. <laughs> like, y'all never heard, you know what I mean? Not my were job, you, what? Were you, yeah, not my job. <laughs> Just uh, want me to grocery shop, man. No, <laughs> no sorry, Bob. Bob. It's that not right my job. <laughs> so, I'll so bless you a rap. Were you surprised by like other people's local music? Like, do you learn from from other people's local music? Man, like, were you were you put up Bro, on I, shit, or did you yeah, just know about yeah, everything so, else already? You know, so I, you know what I mean. I like messing people in the city in mm-hmm. New Orleans, and they're telling me like you know about like bounce music and shit, and then mm-hmm. like some of these videos playing me these songs. And what's crazy is like like rhythmically, it's not. It wasn't so different. From what Hyphy was doing at the time. Like it, you know, it was completely it had the like ha 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 like the vocal chops or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was really just that boom, boom, boom. Like, like that's like not so far fetched from what Tell Me When to Go sounded like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with the like it was Hyphy was a little more minimal than less, you know what I mean? More like lyrical and not as like, you know, just like vocal chop rhythm repetitive thing as like bounce music. But like learning about this that was so far left from culturally what I grew up around, and then mm-hmm. like brass bands and you know what I mean and like how much the city loved like that kind of music and just yeah. like that was crazy yeah 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 so and then you 
you basically started like uh, you made managers there, right? In, in that. Yeah, so I met um met my manager, uh, both of them, Matt and Jamil, and um, Jamil was going to Dillard. Yeah. Jamil, Jamil is a sh- yeah great <laughs> guy. Big juice. Great yeah. Man. He yeah. was doing a radio show at Dillard University, and he saw me perform at a club. And he was like, who the fuck is this kid killing my high right now? Like, get the fuck off the stage. And then he was just so, like, you know what I mean, intrigued. Like, who the fuck is this kid? Like, I'm going to look him up tomorrow. And, I'm, and then he found the music. And he was like, I got to have this kid on a radio show. Mm-hmm. And I came by, and we did a little interview at a college station. And I, at the time, I'm like, I'm like, I think I probably even called my mom. Like, Mom, I got an interview on the radio. Like, you know, I'm so juiced. I get there, and it's like... I don't. We probably had like twelve active listeners. Yeah. Because yeah, you yeah. could like check. <laughs> I mean, like, nah. And I met my other manager, Matt. He went to Loyola, and uh, I was performing at a BSU talent show. Um, um, that's 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 funny. Yeah. And they. Um, you were part of the Black Student Union. I. They were all my homies. They wanted me to be in it. I was. I was like, you know, like not like in like any. I. I wouldn't like on no team on no. You know what I mean? You wasn't like, stabbing. You wasn't. Nah, nah, nah. You didn't have no fucking cane and like. <laughs> nah, I was. I was, literally in college. I was the most introverted. Like I was in my dorm room yeah. where I had my studio set up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, so like, but my friends that asked me to do it, and I was like, all right. And it was like the worst. Like I like forgot my words like mm-hmm. two bars in to the song that I had just made, and it just fell apart and like. Like, your I early, had, I your early career yet. is like early bad decision making. Like, bad, bad, <laughs> like, bad, bad, like bad. start yeah. off with an artistic statement at a turn up. <laughs> right. Try a new song at the BSU Bro, function. Bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this was that same time period. And I'm telling like, it was like for a long time, because it could because I was a producer before I was really like serious about rapping. Yeah. For a long, long time, I knew I was in love with the music, but I didn't know if I'd ever be able to perform. I didn't know if I could be a star. I knew I wanted to be a star, but I didn't know if I could overcome that hurdle of like, well. You know you're gonna have to play shows mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? That's the, like the job description is yeah, yeah. you're gonna have to perform when, in front of people. When yeah. did that kind of change for you? So it changed um, when uh, I got offered a show, and this is crazy. I was opening for Afro Man. Okay. You know that's tight. Hey, I was like, like because I, high, I you know? because I got higher. I got high is the because I got high. Is it's a, like that's a, that's an it's anthem. the perfect song. It's a perfect song. Great song. Yeah. That shit is, it'll live forever. Live forever. It, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, I, it might have existed before it was made. That, that shit's like tapping into <laughs> like, right. like, like ancient, literally, ancient literally, human literally. shit. That's you know? just like, it's, it's the realest shit ever. So uh, I, I got asked. Um, a friend of mine was the promoter and he asked me if I would open. Um, and I Where was, was like, this hell yeah, this was in New Orleans. This New was Orleans. towards the end of my first year there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. But then I started to like get like scared shitless. I was like, wait, like this date, it's six weeks away right now. But eventually, I inevitably I will wake up one day and it will be the day I have to get on a stage in front of people, human beings, and actually perform. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my! And that day finally came, and I was hella nervous. Mm-hmm. And but you were rehearsing all up to yeah I had rehearsed you know what I mean I like you know I, I I've always seen performing as like you know a craft to respect and not just like get on there and you know what I mean put on a show if you wanted you know so even from the beginning it was like I rehearsed I got my show together planned it out whatever and um my manager I got Matt who saw me get you know what I mean like 
at the BSU Talent Show. That was the first time he ever saw me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he was like, that kid's going to be somebody someday. Mm-hmm. He was either retarded as fuck or a visionary. So, you know what I mean? He had been working with me up to that point, mm-hmm. leading up to this show. So New Orleans is like, there's a lot of live music, obviously, you know? So, you know, he's telling me like, look, basically right before I went on stage, he pulled me aside. He said, this is going to decide if you ever get to perform in New Orleans again. Like, people are kind of talking about you, you know, because I was putting music out. I just wasn't performing on the internet and stuff. He was like, but if you fuck this up, you know what I mean? Like, you fucked up that ass one, you know, no one will ever book you. Whether or not that was true or whatever, I was like, I was, I was like, all right, cool, let's do it. Yeah. And I went on, and I was like, I for the first time, like, it just came to life. Like, I fell in love with the stage yeah. that night, and I'll never, ever look back. And I got off stage. And a homie of mine who was rapping, who was like the rapper on campus, like mm-hmm. the dude, everybody loved this guy. Had bars. He he like he. What I got off stage. Rap, what kind of rap was his guy? This rap. It was like conscious. It was like common. Like <laughs> okay. always, like the guy early Lupe. Yeah. yeah, especially yeah. in college, man. Right, right. <laughs> oh, and oh. and I got off stage, and he was like, "Bro, respect." You know what I mean? He yeah. was like, "You killed that shit." Like gave me doubts. Like he was like, "Bro, like you mm-hmm. really did that." And I was like, "Holy shit." Like, why Why am I so shook? Why am I so, you know what I mean? Like, performing, like, this is the greatest shit ever. Like, mm-hmm. and ever since then, I've, like, you know, I've, I've never fallen out of love with, you know what I mean, performing and being on stages. And now here we are, like, you know, like, from leg one to leg two. Yeah. Like, that was 68 shows in the States. Like, we sold over 100,000 tickets to this tour That's from tight. the Bay to the Universe. Yeah. Like, I love stages and tours more than anything. That's, like, where my home is. Yeah, but yeah, there yeah. was a time when I was like, like literally, like, uh, you, I don't you're know thinking how. back on that that person who was afraid to perform. Like, can you even understand how he was thinking? Like, <laughs> he was just a little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> he was just a little hoe. That's like, like, nineteen years old. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But stages, I mean, think about it. I was like, you know, you like you're up there, like on, and you have to do something, and you have to do something, and people are looking at you, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, my homie, homie Azure asked me. Ask you about your journey. Mm-hmm. Did we just did we go over the journey? We we yeah. We got well. That was then, a journey. Maybe. What Damn. am I missing? What are we missing? Well, then you had. Uh, well, after I opened for Afro Man, then the next day I sold out my my two tours. Yeah, you just jumped <laughs> for five hey, years, man. dude. Hey, I I, I killed it so I, I killed it so crazy at the Afro Man show that you know, man, here we are. How today. was Afro Man's performance? Oh man, legendary, <laughs> <laughs> so legendary. Well, you went on tour with Little Wayne, didn't you? Like, yeah. I remember you told me that story yeah. where like like bro, like I. Everybody I've ever first, opened up for, yeah. or even just been a fan of and gone to a show to see, yeah. I'm like a student, you know what I mean? And I'm such a fan that like when I watch them, it's like I'm taking notes and like, you know, like learning. So Wayne was one of the first, Wayne was one of the first like real, real, real like arena acts who was like proved that hip hop could live in arenas mm-hmm. that like, and he could put on what year an was incredible this? show. Like 08. Oh wait, okay. I mean, people were doing arenas, but it was a real big deal when Jay Z did Madison Square Garden at Fade Huge to Black. Yeah, that yeah. was a real big deal. Nowadays, like, you know what the I mean? Rugby like, are opening up for Jack White at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So it's become, you know, but Wayne was like a pioneer in that, like, he was a fucking rock star yeah. on that stage. And watching him, like, he was electric. He was like a firecracker. He's like, you know what I mean? Like, your energy is so insane. And um, I was like, the peak. Was that when he was doing the I Will Always Love You at the end of every show? I, it was it was the 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 um what was it called the I Am Music tour or something like that. He, he had like Keith like, Cole, like a like a towel like like as a tape to Whitney Houston's "I Will Always Love You" at the end of every show. 
That's tight. It was a good moment. <laughs> it was a good moment in it. Well, you went and then you did like the warp tour, didn't you, at some point? Yeah, so then I did that. And um it must have been the weirdest experience. Yeah, hella weird. Um That was have like whoa. They have like one or two rappers. Yeah, yeah, one or two. So that year was T Mills and Mod Son. And Mod Son, real good dude. He's one of the first guys to like go to bat for me. And he was like this weird breed of like he comes from like DIY punk world, you know, to rap. So like Flying that same kind of like, you know, DIY 15 passenger van strategy to hip hop and playing shows, you know, and holding yeah. walls and building from the soil. And um, I mean, I think the hardest step is first one is, you know what I mean? Going from like, you know, I can book a tour tomorrow, but if no one knows who the hell I am, who's going to come? Yeah. You know, to that's like the big risk. Being able to, to draw people out and shit like that. And the Warp Tour was like, yo, that was the only opportunity we had. And I knew we would be in front of human beings mm-hmm. in, you know, say forty cities all summer long, and we just used that as like a launching pad to like, you know, was it the like the best look or the most perfect ideal? But no, but at the same time, well, it's, it's like, did it feel necessary? Yeah, yeah it yeah. was like boot camp, you know. Well, like I, I think it's it sometimes can be a hindrance if if like your first tour ever is like main support on a sold out run of like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's almost like you're spoiled. Yeah, we had to, you know what I mean, grow it from. You know, How many yeah. stages are at the Warp Tour? Yeah, like three or four. Three or four. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Blink One Eight Eight Two is playing at three of them simultaneously. Blink <laughs> Okay. <laughs> One guy on <laughs> each stage. Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah, <laughs> covering it. Um, yeah. with the, with the these things happened, did you feel like it was um, did you feel like you kind of took like a creative leap with that, like from your previous stuff, like? Yeah. Like wh- how? Like what specifically do you feel like? Well, it was just like a decision. It was a conscious decision. It was like, let's really make an album. Like, let's, but take on the task of what that means. Mm-hmm. Like, let's really define the aesthetic, the sound, where we want to go with it. What are what are our goals? You know, what I mean, what do I want to say? What do you know? Like, what where do I want this album to take me? Because everything else is like leading up to that. And it, even in a world where you know, singles are streamed 50 million times and a record sells 20,000 records first week. Like, to, to culture, a record still means, like, who are you? And, like, what, you know what I mean? Like, who are you? It's some shit to put in a time capsule and to yeah, be it's remembered. Yeah, a time capsule. And to, remember, like, and to have under your belt. Moment. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's to have under your belt. It's like, he has a body of work that says, you know what I mean? Like, this, this, is, what, this is what he was about this year. What he's, what he's about and what he's capable of making or whatever. And, um, you know, from... Every tour we've done, supporting whoever, to, you know, the previous mixtapes, to the music videos, to the investments of, like, all right, we know that we kind of have some people watching, and we kind of have this window open, you know, so don't fuck it up mm-hmm. and do it right. And, you know, I took my own money we had saved up for, like, the last year. That's for the record? for To make the record and to shoot the videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all from my previous record I put out for free and for sale. And I produced the whole thing. So it was a simple thing where I owned the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And every month, you know, I get that tune core check. Yeah. My tune sales and Spotify streams, whatever. And I would I would just put away everything besides like I pay myself five hundred a week mm-hmm. to pay rent and pay groceries and my manager the same. Yeah. So yeah. we were skating by just saving what we could to make this out. Are you living in New Orleans still or in the Bay? I was in New Orleans for half and then the other half I was like living out of a suitcase. Uh-huh. In Airbnbs and hotels. Yeah. And uh and we just, we um, committed to it. It was like, you know, I sold all my stuff 
So where the only thing on my mind at that time, the only commitment, only anything, yeah. was this album. That's tight. It was like it was a it was a it was a sink or swim situation of like I'm betting a hundred grand, everything to my name, everything I've like worked for years to save up for. You gonna put it all on you. Shoot these music videos, yeah. make this record, shoot this album art, bring these ideas we all had to life, and this shit better work. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like it was a gamble. I would say, what did what did you tell? What do you tell people? That is amazing. I think that shit deserves a moment of silence, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <That shit. laughs> okay, last question. We got like two more minutes. Yeah, we were at a, I was well. All right, we might as well. Uh, you know, we talk about the future, obviously, because mm. you know you're about to wrap up this tour and kind of what what kind of changed for you on this? Like you you've been like I, I talked to you, I think like now I'm a player. Six, months ago, yeah. Now I'm a player. It's like now you're you know a player. What I mean? Okay, now what you want? You know what I mean? You yeah. got what you want. You're in the big leagues. Kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, on the map. Like, yeah. wait, you know what I mean? I'm, like, a, a factor, a figure. You know what I mean? People see me. It's like, okay, so, all right. So what do you it, do it with This that? is not the end-all, be-all. Like, yeah. I hope you're not done. What do like, you want, uh, like, people, what do you What do you think people maybe misunderstand about you or what hasn't maybe, haven't you come across yet? What man, haven't you gotten across yet that you think you will probably? I just want to continue to work, man, to continue to write and make music. And, you know, I don't, I don't ever think so much about like, let me make this certain type of record to appease or, you know, to, to convince somebody, whatever. I just I continue to do me. Like I push myself and, you know, if I can work as hard on this next record, you know, cause that's, what's important is to not lose focus, not get comfortable and, you know, like have those same principles, no matter where you are or how much success, or whatever, you can't get lazy. You just take your foot off the gas. Like I just want to keep making music mm-hmm. and keep touring. And continue to grow, yeah, you know, yeah. and prove that there's no ceiling. Like I can be whatever the fuck I want to be, you know, and just continue to go hard. What do you want to be? I want to be. Um, I want to be. That's the question that you'd have yeah. to answer. Like you know, you, you'd have to you answer, can answer something. In one sentence. You it's can answer in a hundred, a hundred like hours. One sentence. I want to be. You want to be? I want to be Batman. I want to <laughs> be a motherfucking gangster. <laughs> Nah, man, I want to be Gerald. I want to, you know, it's it's not like I want to be Drake. I want to be Kanye. I want to be Jay Z yeah. or Eminem or like whatever. I want to be Gerald. Like, you know, if I if I can can continue to grow and like I want to be in arenas and I wanna, yeah, I was gonna say, is there because like when I uh, when I interviewed Tyler the Creator, he, he he, I feel like everyone has a thing when like though there's one thing that when you're like I made it. Tyler the Creator was I have a trampoline in my room and my room is big <laughs> he literally had a trampoline in his room and but he was most proud that he had room for a second trampoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, is that like that's one? just that's just some like that's child kinda, childlike that's balling. That's some child baller. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I, I don't know. I mean, the, my my cliche, but the truth would be to just like have have my mom straight. Yeah, you know, yeah. she she lost her job a few years ago. She's been living with my grandma. Yeah. Um, you know, in the house we all grew up in. Like, I I want her to be straight in her own house and not have to stress or worry. Mm-hmm. Like that's you know that's that's very much like that's what matters to me. Um. You know, and just be able to like, you know, like all all my homies that helped me get here, mm-hmm. you know, because it's never like, you know, I have a crazy fucking team, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to like give back to everybody who gave me so much. Yeah. You know, and just, I don't know, that's, that sounds really corny and motivational. It's not really corny. That's really, that's, that's <laughs> really that's really real. it though. That's, that that, I mean? that like, inspires me for another Dragon Ball Z analogy like, <laughs> that I can't even fucking translate to you. I'm saying, Because you're not man, into Dragon like, Ball Z. Fuck. Yo. Your boy Big Sean is. Big Sean, me, I'm sure he's Big in a Sean Dragon Ball Z. Big Sean told me Goku is his hero. There's no young black man that's not in the fucking <laughs> Dragon Ball right now, dude. All right. All right. Cool. Let's yeah. go. Thanks for coming. Cool. Right on. Shots fired.
I did not see the guy, but I heard shots fired, and I see all the cops flying in. I, I, I just called you guys to notify you. I heard shots fired. I did not see the guy, but I heard shots fired, and I...